Hey everybody, this is Linda Misigatis, and you're listening to An Unconventional Guide to Success, the show that talks about real life with real people for those of you who are interested in learning from others the steps they took on their journey towards success as defined by them. Hey everyone, welcome to An Unconventional Guide to Success. Scott, it is so good to see you in the studio today. Good to see you too, Linda. Thank you. I'm excited about who we've yeah. got to talk to today. I know, me too. And what a great way to end the year with our last show and having a guest who has got such extensive knowledge and background in change. Um, and so I just, it's, um, I think this is going to be a really good, good timely. one. So I'm it's timely excited. with change management and yeah. the changes we're going to make for next year, podcast yes. and all the new things that I are agree. headed our way too. So yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Yeah. So Cindy, welcome to the studio today. We're glad to Thank have you Thank you so much. And congratulations on all the success with the show. It's so much fun to watch. I love it. Set oh, the bar very thank high. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, it's- I'm glad to hear that because um, this has been a, this has been kind of a, a, a journey of um, just passion, I guess, really, right, Scott? I mean, I it's it not, it was, yeah, it was like totally like, let's just talk um, and, and bring that out to uh, to people and we'll see where it goes. Well, you know, and I've and had to fight, Cindy. So I've actually had to fight to make it not Linda's show for most of the season. <laughs> I know. So really yeah, that's right, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really I'm glad to be included. You know, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to let him be included. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, all he wants to talk about is this book he wrote. Uh, what? And, what are you oh, talking goodness. about? Here we go. I don't get it. What do you say? <laughs> Did I write the book? You want to talk about that? <laughs> yes. uh, exactly, I love it. Cindy. No, well, <laughs> this is great. Well, let me introduce everybody yeah, to yeah. Cindy. Um, Cindy and I go way back, um, and she is an actual change management professional, but more exciting, and I'm so proud of her for this. She's a founder of the Delta Principle, uh, which has been a passion of hers for such a long time. It's a small boutique consultancy that is dedicated to supporting organizations demystify change and inspire adoption. And I I know this personally because Cindy and I worked together at the city and county of Denver, and we never would have accomplished what we did if Cindy hadn't have been there helping us really drive that whole change Wonderful. concept. And so, um, so I'm really excited to have her here. For over 16 years, Cindy has supported her clients by meeting them where they are on their change journey. She views projects as opportunities to create trusting relationships, not one and done transactions. Her favorite projects include collaborating with her clients to transfer knowledge and ensure the approach to change is sustainable and supports the organization's future transformations. She has worked with many industries, including public sector, manufacturing, retail, high-tech, and healthcare, and supports technology implementations, culture changes, mergers and acquisitions, and HR transformations. So we're pretty excited to have her. Wow, what haven't you done, Cindy? This is incredible. My I goodness, know, healthcare, right? high tech, retail, manufacturing, technology, <laughs> culture. I love it. I started when I was twelve, Scott. Yeah. Okay. okay. I would have said we sex, all did. But we hey. all did. Oh, yeah. thank yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a charmer. If not, that's why I let him be on the show. Aww. Honestly, Cindy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you both for letting me be here today. I appreciate it. Oh. <laughs> 
No, I'm so excited for this. So, so Cindy, I like to start the show with an icebreaker, which Scott hates, but it doesn't matter because it's my show. I should so, say, I, should say um, I hate it. Maybe I should say I think it's a little played, but it's in, it's Linda's show. Maybe. So, you know. That's right. So we get to do it my way. That's right. So, But um, honestly, I love them because it does give a chance yeah. to just think about something different before we jump into more important topics. But um, my question for you is if you can hang out with any cartoon characters who would it be and why? So after watching several of these, I um, tried to get super creative, but unfortunately, (laughs) I kept Uh coming back to a tried and true kind of somebody that you guys will know instantly, and that is Minnie Mouse, not Mickey, but Minnie. And the reason for that is I just feel like she's always standing behind everyone, lifting them up, supporting them. And just cheering them on. And um, as a leader, that's just something that that I hope that I do a good job at. I try to do a good job at. So, um, yeah, Yeah. so many mouse. Okay. I like that. And that is our first mini. So, yeah, Yeah. I like that for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. What about you, Scott? Are you sticking with the norm or are you changing it up today? You know, I, the Minnie Mouse throws me because it makes me feel like I should do something more substantive and authentic like our guest Cindy ah, has. But I got to yeah. I got to say for time's sake and and our and our listeners time I'm going to go with, you know, the Roadrunner Wiley Coyote scenario. I like Wiley yeah. Coyote. I do. No, actually, you know, though, that is substantive because the reason why you like him, like them is because they have the ability to create a work-life balance, mm-hmm. which is a lot of what ties back to what we talk about and like what you that. write about in your book. And, so. and the ice is broken. Thank you. <laughs> And the ice is broken. Exactly. No, I love it. So when I, you know, usually stick with my Looney Tunes. Yeah. So I love Bugs Bunny um, or Daffy Duck. Either one of them, I'd go with them. Such diverse personalities. And yet they're kind of best friends, even if they yeah. don't realize it. Yeah. So, yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Too. I like it. So that's good. Girl, well, let's jump right in. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, excited for this. So um, Scott, you want to kick us off? Well, I do. And you know, it's funny. Um, Cindy, after looking at all your stuff, I love that you've put a name to it. So I'd like to understand a little bit more about this Delta principle and what what does yeah. that encompass in all these different areas? I'm assuming you're hitting all these areas with the Delta principle. What is, what is that? Yeah. So um, many years ago, my son reminds me it was back in like 2017 that I started thinking about, gosh, it'd be great to go out on my own. I had tried doing that previously with a business partner. I think that was in like 20. 20- Oh, 2009, maybe 2010. Uh, and it went really well initially. And then we partnered with a company who actually brought me in to work for them. Um, but I had thought about doing it again. And um, it just seemed to be a good time to do it in 2022. So in May of 2022, on my grandpa's okay. birthday, which was May 4th, um, I went out on my own and started something called the Delta Principle. And the Delta, as you know, um, is represented by a triangle, which represents change. So it just felt very um, supportive of, of change management. Um, we have since sort of updated our logo, and now it is an infinite triangle, which represents relationships with people, with our partners, with our clients, with the team, et cetera. And Wonderful. so it has been quite a journey. It's been a very short period of time, but it feels much longer than 19 months at this point. 
Um, but again, the 19 months has gone by very, very quickly. And I'm really excited to get to continue to, um, to consult with companies to support them through their changes. Wonderful. So do you bring uh, strategic advice or are there, are you tactically involved with workshops or how is the, how is the Delta principle overlaying themselves into the organization? Yeah, all of the above. So it okay, kind of depends on what the client needs. Um, the client that I'm working with currently it has been all of those things. This has been a really great year. I, I'm working with a manufacturing yeah. client and um, I get to work internally with someone who had never done change management. She's an HR professional. She'd never done change management. Kind of, wow. Linda, does that sound familiar back in the day in 2007? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm best... It does. Um, I'm best able to support the person I once was, right? So I was an HR professional, yeah. hadn't done change management. So she's gone with me, trusted me to take her along on this journey. And we've developed a um, change management um, strategy and philosophy and approach that works really well in their manufacturing um, organization. And I, when I, when she and I first started working together back in April or May, she kind of looked like a deer in headlights. And now she asks me things like, gosh, what, what if we did this? And what if we did that? And I love that transformation. It just sort of feeds my soul. Um, and so she's now leading change in her organization. Wow. Is there, um, so for our listeners, is there a place they can go to learn more about you? And after we talk today, I'm certain you're going to get some feedback. What are even requests for support? Is there a website? Yeah, thanks for asking that. So the Delta Principle.com. Um, and then if okay. people want to reach out to me, it's just Cindy at Delta Principle.com. And I'd love Wonderful. to, I, I love having conversations about change. So, yeah. I love that you just said, well, I'm the best to support the person I once was. <laughs> I mean, I literally had to Me get a too. pen and write yeah. that down. Powerful statement. And so many people, and, and really, truthfully, Linda, what we're doing is exactly what we're trying to do here. And the whole theme yeah. of our entire podcast is wrapped up in that one beautiful sentence. Mm -hmm. I'm the best yeah. to support the person I once was, or help those become, if I may add to it, what they want to be as they move through those things. And yeah. really, that's, mm -hmm. that's really impressive. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Well, and you know, Cindy, one of the things that you talked about was around the relationship and then really kind of changing. So talk a little bit about the role that those relationships and that network and partnerships have played really in uh, along your journey. So not even just at the Delta principle, but just kind of thinking about how critical those are. And, and I know you've maintained some really long-term relationships mm -hmm. as well, which has helped um, along the way. So maybe talk a little bit about that and how important those, um, you know, that that is uh, when you're thinking about uh, your journey. Yeah, thanks, Linda. I, I mean, I'm looking at one of uh, my long-term relationships that, as I look at you, right. So, I feel yeah. like um, there's so. I'm a people person. Uh, before I got into change management, which was just sort of by happenstance, I was in HR, which was also sort of by happenstance. I started out as a receptionist in a high-tech company um, years and years ago and got offered a, an opportunity in HR and absolutely loved it because I, I love the relationships. I love the fact that you can support someone in what they're trying to accomplish. And it kind of goes both ways. I love the 
dialogue yeah. that you can have with people. And, um, yeah. you know, curiosity is a big thing for me. I, I always ask a lot of questions and just want to get to know people. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been really fortunate along my journey to have people that um, have, you know, I've gotten to keep those relationships with. So, um, and I learned that years ago, actually, from my mom, um, who is one of my biggest mentors, I would say. Um, She is a very relationship-focused person. I guess she would have to be having five children. There's a different relationship with each one of us. (laughs) Okay, five. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. right. So, um, and single mom. So, she really uh, instilled in all of us the, the importance of taking care of people and, you know, valuing people's backgrounds. And, and so relationship to me is really, really important. And, and I don't take that lightly. I love that you bring yeah. that up because that's, it's true theme. You know, Linda and I have known each other too. We're moving into that long-term relationship piece. And with that comes trust and opportunity and someone to jump off the cliff with yes. if you're trying to figure yeah. out what you want to do next, you know, and I think for our viewers and the, po- the people we're trying to reach. I love how you describe it. And it can be your mother and it can be people you work with and you mm-hmm. can't avoid it from my perspective in order to find success and happiness. You have to be in relationship and yeah. you can yeah. be selective because I can be pretty selective. I agree but, with that too. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to just be in relationship at all. And, and working that balance, you know, I was speaking at Fordham university a few weeks ago and one of the students said, where's the line? And mm-hmm. really that's a self-prescribed line and you know it really is self-prescribed but you the fact that they were aware at such a, a university stage age yeah. mm-hmm. it was perfect and so <laughs> you know um there's no true answer to it but there is a definite acknowledgement and at that young age and what you're saying is sort of affirmation about how important they really are so i love that you went into yeah. that and and brought your mother into that that's wonderful no, I always yeah. think yeah. to no. kind of my line, I love that question or that sort of perspective on it too. I agree with you yeah. that. Um, and when I think about my line, it's, do they sort of align with the values that I have for myself? And if it feels authentic, yeah. then I'm all in. Yeah. 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 Authent- no, the feeling of authentic, the feeling of authentic is so critical I've actually had my mentors come into my life and I get a somatic response to their Mm. presence. And if you can pay attention to that authenticity Mm -hmm. in your own reaction, it doesn't mean it's going to last forever and it doesn't mean it's it's not going to run its own course, but it can also mean this is a long-term relationship that's going to help you drive and find success. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. And I think sometimes you don't even realize it because when I look back, you know, I, as we kind of started on this journey together, Scott, I would ponder back and think, did I really have any mentors in my life? And in a lot of the, I'd be like, no, I didn't. And then as I really started to reflect and be more honest with myself, um, I started to realize, you know, I actually did. I had a lot of really amazing people, especially when I was young, um, because as we've talked about before, not having a college degree and thinking about, okay, well, where was I going to start? And and similar to Cindy, you know, a lot of that was through reception jobs or administrative assistant type of roles. And I met some incredible people along the way who saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And that's that is really what a mentor and a coach is really all about is being able to see that. And then how do you draw that out? And I think, you know, over the years, um, I did have a lot of people who probably to this day, if I reached out to them, 
they'd, they'd still, they, you know, I could still ask for a favor and I wouldn't, I would never do it, but I could if I needed to type of thing. And so it is kind of interesting. So to your point, like sometimes you don't even realize that you don't recognize it in the moment. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy cow. Um, yeah, there were some amazing people that helped me along yeah. this journey. So. They're so important to recognize relationships matter, you know, and to that end, Linda, you and I've talked about that before. I've only burned one bridge in all the relationships I've had, and I've throttled yeah. a lot of relationships in and out of my life, and I've accelerated yeah. or deaccelerated them. And sometimes that's where the line question comes in. How do you deaccelerate and still maintain a relationship? Yeah. But I've actually yeah. burned one bridge. I burned a bridge, and I burned that thing to the ground. <laughs> so that, yeah. that can happen. Well, Did that ever happen for you, Cindy? You yeah, know, did, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great question, I, Scott. I can't think of a bridge that I've burned to the ground, but there have been ebbs and flows to relationships um, where maybe I hadn't spoken with someone for a number of years even. And then LinkedIn is a beautiful thing, right? So people kind yeah. of pop up yeah. on your LinkedIn or you reconnect and it's the, the people that I really appreciate their relationships with are the people that you feel like, gosh, I could have just talked to this person yesterday and we sort of just pick back up where we left off. But I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. There's different sort of ranges of relationships too. Some are yeah. for a period of time and some are for a lifetime. I don't know what that saying is, but I do agree with I, I was just thinking the same thing. I'm terrible about those sorts of things. There's a great saying about that, but about you know people, I mean. like relationships are like seasons and they come into your life for different reasons. Exactly. And yeah, but I, I can't ever remember. I'm terrible at those, but I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, and talk a little bit about like, why Why to change management? Because obviously that's not where you started your career. Mm -hmm. And so talk a little bit about why why change? Because change is hard. And it's hard for even those of us who, who drive change, yes. right? It's because it's much easier to tell people to what they need to do than it is to do it yourself <laughs> sometimes. And so I'm just kind of curious, like, why, why did that end up being such a passion for yeah, you? Yeah, well, initially getting into it, and, you know, Linda, you were a part of my story. So I remember sitting in an airport as an HR business partner in Arizona, and you called me while I was sitting there waiting for my flight and you said, hey, I am at the city and county of Denver. We're about to move from paper and post-its to this new system called Kronos, and, which is UKG now. Um, and yeah. I, do you want to help me out with this change? It's going to be a massive change. And I thought, you know what? Why not? And so I think back to what you were saying previously, I think you maybe saw something in me that maybe I hadn't seen. And I came in yeah. and not knowing it was called change management. And we started yeah. to sort of muddle our way through. Um, but I think sometimes what people think of as change management are two things, communication mm -hmm. and training. Yeah. And while those are really yeah. important, it's so much more than that. And so you and I started partnering with Beth Michan, who at the time was a city controller. We, yeah. you know, boots on the ground, started walking around to all these different agencies and talking to people and being yeah. curious and asking questions and involving them in the change, which is so important. Yeah. And helping yeah. leaders who were at these agencies be well positioned to be able to say to their people, you know what, we're going on this change and you're going to go on it with us. Um, uh, I remember one night, sorry to sort of go off on a little story here, but we were at Denver no, International so. Airport, Scott, and it was, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. We were meeting with all these guys. I'm five foot two on a good day. 
And we're looking at these guys <laughs> who are a good foot taller than me. And we're saying, we're going to, we're going to change. We're going to make this change. And you're going to start punching in and out on a time clock. They did not look happy. And no. Ken Green, who was their <laughs> leader at the time, stood up with us and said, hey, guys, I know this is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me, too. But we're going to go on this journey together. Yeah. And that was like an aha moment for me. Um, and so I think I just started at, as a result of going through that massive change at the city and county that just became a passion for me. So it wasn't something that I thought, yeah. oh, I'd like to be a change manager someday. It just so happened. Well, you know what you you, you bring yeah. into view relationships and how they can have systemic reach and they can be you know, it can throttle them, but you also bring in the partnership aspect yes. of how we work together yeah. and partnering with folks can be different. And it can also start with relationships, but it can be different from relationships, but it also yeah. starts with relationships. So I, I actually very specifically divide those into two things. Okay. And it's fun to have partnerships just personally. Where do you do that, Scott? Like, oh. where do you divide those? Is, I mostly, is there a certain place like that? I mostly do it that... in my book. Oh, is, um, is it there in your book? I don't know if I've okay. talked okay. about okay. this. Yeah. I'm not sure if anybody knew I you wrote like a book. Just no, so I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but it's so it's so funny about how you talk about change management, and how it brought in, or uh, part you you talk about how change management wasn't in your purview and it wasn't ready for wasn't yeah. something you wanted to do, but your partnerships brought that in. Yeah. So one of the things I clarify that I think is really a, a, a moment for you to talk more about that is partnership relationships bring you to the opportunity, and they also force you to learn something new in partnership. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and yeah. and so those people that don't that go to school and come out of school thinking, well, I know what I'm going to do and I'm going to do X. That product is probably already expired by the time you graduate. Right. But the relationships yeah. and partnering with the change that's trying to be made. You've done a really nice job of sort of pairing those two things to separating them and bringing them together. And I just wanted to highlight that because that's really um, a distinction between the two. And so yeah, you partnered with Linda, you partnered in the, you bet you spent a lot of time in that Denver airport. A lot of change came for you in that airport, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we all need to get to it that did. airport, but so, oh so are there other opportunities, <laughs> are there yeah. other things where you go into um, partnership where you found, especially in, in your business right yes. now, I'm sure you're mm -hmm. looking at how that relationship market, but partnering delivers maybe. Is that, is that a true distinction for you? Yeah, that's a, it's a great point, Scott, because I've always said I'm not a good salesperson. So when you go into business for yourself, right? You have to be able to sell. I'm not yeah. necessarily great yeah. at that, but I am good at sharing what I do and how I've seen it impact organizations, government to manufacturing to retail, et cetera. And so the best way I have found is to partner with other companies who are best and really good at selling change management services and then subcontracting mm -hmm. through them. And that has been Great. amazing. Yeah. And I'm so appreciative for those companies that I have gotten to partner with. And actually, I'm in the process of talking with a couple of other companies about doing that into this next year. So, Great. Yeah, so that's been yeah, a great partnership. Um, one more I'd love to just sort of, I don't know, tout or, or speak about is yeah. this year... Early this year, I had someone reach out to me, and she's a student at Colorado State University. Her name is Lauren Banis, and she reached out and she said, hey, I'm looking for an internship. I do communications and marketing, 
And she has been such a breath of fresh air. Um, And so I see our relationship as a partnership too. And I feel like I've learned as much from her as I'm hoping she's learned from me. Um, And then we brought, I brought in one more for a project. Um, His name is Braden Hollis. And so those internships are also really important partnerships in my business as well. Yeah. I love that. And what I love it, both of you as entrepreneurs and thinking about two different paths, because Scott is is a great salesman. Like he that is something he's really good at being able to come in and sell the idea and um and really get you excited about it. And I think to your point, Cindy, that that is really challenging um about being a salesperson because when you have your own business, you have to think about that. But as we talked about, there's many ways to accomplish those goals. And so the fact that you early on, we're able to say, all right, this is not a strength of mine, but how can I still capitalize on this and grow my business? And so, well, I'll do that through partnerships that are through relationships yes, that I have yes. had in the past. And that now kind of brought it all full circle, which is really incredible. Well, full credit to Linda. I would say there are three or four folks on my staff at WorldGate, my my company, that Linda in our relationship has put forward to me in partnership that I've hired that's that's still around my payroll today. And the success is found in that collection. And there's a really, just to digress for a second, there's a really cool uh, Netflix special that I cannot think of the name of right now that I watched over the weekend about the evolution of Uber Mm -hmm. and the guy who founded Uber. And oftentimes he was bringing in board members based on relationships, not skill set. Yeah. And so if there's one thing in this life that I'm huge, huge, huge on is that the education will come if the relationship is authentic. Yeah, totally. And you can find those authentic relationships. They'll drive your future into change management in your case. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, and I'm wondering, Cindy, talk a little bit about, especially in your role, you have to interact a lot with leaders. And so talk about, you know, what you think makes a good leader, because I'm sure you've seen good ones and not so good (laughs) ones um, in your experience over the years. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what you were referring to before, Linda, where you said, a good leader sort of recognizes the best in someone and brings that out in them. Um, And even to expand on that, I think a good leader is someone who says, you know, I'm not perfect, but this is a safe place for us all to not be perfect. Um, And I've been fortunate enough to lead teams in the past. And I I just find it's most effective and makes people happier and more productive and just want to come to work and dig in if you do create that safe space. And if you also share, hey, I screwed up on this. And let me just sort of share this with you because I want you to learn from my lessons. And here's what I'm going to do differently. And when you have a screw up, that's okay. What are you going to do differently? But we're going to approach it as a team. I'm not going to call you out on it or make you feel bad about it. Yeah, no, I like that. What are you seeing? So, you know, COVID changed the world um, for sure. And it definitely changed the business world. Mm -hmm. And it has changed um, leadership, but also expectations of employees as it relates to leadership. So talk a little bit about some of the things that you're seeing now as you're working with companies, especially since you really launched Um, Mm post-COVID. You know, obviously great experience pre-COVID in doing this, but launched your business post-COVID. Talk a little bit about like, what are you seeing around how the shift has occurred as it relates to, you know, expectations? Yeah, it's, that's a great point because I think just 
not being together is a huge shift. And, you know, a lot of companies have gone back to hybrid, which I actually think is a great thing because you get some of the FaceTime, you get some of the the time to really kind of put your head down and think, I don't know about you, but when I'm around people, I want to be collaborating, brainstorming, doing all the things, right? And so when I am at home, um, I am better about being heads down. So what I have seen with leaders is that is a huge challenge for them. How do you stay connected mm-hmm. with your employees? Mm-hmm. How do you make them feel like you're there for them without kind of big brother? Um, you know, I'm not watching yeah. over you. I'm not. There was something that I heard about a mouse. If your mouse kind of moved, they knew how like that you were actually yes. online. Bad idea. Bad idea. That just erodes trust. Yeah. So, but yeah. I do think it's bigger, a bigger challenge for leaders to build that trust and maintain that trust when you're not face-to-face with someone as much. So um, that has been one of the biggest changes, I would say. And then, um, you know, kind of people feeling like I have to be in the office and Joe Schmo over here gets to be home. So yes, there's been some of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. been very interesting. Yeah, the whole fairness. So a lot of more challenges. Do you find it, no, that is. Do you find it yeah. difficult to, to, um, I know you said you weren't a salesperson, but I'm certain you're having to reach out and share that your wares are available. Are you finding mm-hmm. it more difficult in COVID access to people or more, or is it better and easier to get in touch mm, with people? Good question. Yeah. You know, I I fortunately for me, um, it had not, it has not made it more difficult. So because I'm not That's a brick good. and mortar, because what I do can be done remotely. And a lot of times, um, as, especially over the last couple of years, it's kind of loosening up a bit more now. So this year I traveled quite a bit, but prior to this year, it was, you know, we can't really bring people on site. So how are we going to do a workshop and how are we going to, stay in touch with each other. And it was just sort of a matter of breaking it down into smaller chunks, bite-sized chunks, just knowing that people can't be online for very long without losing their attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now it's been, you know, uh, my recommendation is always, let me come on site for a workshop and then we can do, you know, yeah. the execution and, and continue yeah. the strategy remotely. So hybrid approach. Yeah. 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 What about yeah. what about no, selling? Are, really are, have you been fortunate enough to just have not had the sell yet to to get new customers? So or far. Is there, <laughs> okay. Okay. Because yeah, I was wondering how you get in front of somebody new, yes. and I guess you haven't had to, haven't needed to do that yet. And this Good. year, yeah. relationships matter. Yeah, yeah. they do yes, absolutely, they do. absolutely. Um, <laughs> and this year, I mean, I've been, I've sold myself to these. Um, other consultancies, yeah. right? Because they have to feel confident that putting me in front of someone is going to be okay. But again, because, you know, they're like one in particular, I've known this person for many, many years. And she reached out last year and said, hey, would you like to work together? And awesome. So she already kind of knew. Yeah. Um, but moving Good. forward yeah. with a couple of the um, consultancies that I'm talking to, I've offered to to come into those conversations and to be able to um, you mm-hmm. know, be a seat at the table if they'd like me to, to speak to change management and how it aligns with a UKG project or, Amazing. you know, a culture project or what have you. So your sales are really yeah. driven by your partnerships and by the fact that their sales team has got you in front of a customer as a, as a, a sub project to an overall project or that's right. the change management mm-hmm. project is up. Good, good for that's you. Right. Good for you. And that's yeah. really nice. No, that's that's, that's, that's an interesting niche to share with folks 
that are mm-hmm. looking at starting a business and how would they generate leads. And yes. similarly, my firm was very organic like that too. And, and folks like Linda helped build a pipeline in the beginning with my UKG practice. Folks in Philadelphia would help me with how I was going to improve on my staffing organization. But I'm starting to move to a feet on the street need where I'm going to actually mm-hmm. hire a salesperson and they're going to have That's to go awesome. knock on doors. So it's an interesting yeah. um, evolution. And I think for those who are yeah. watching and listening, it's again, back to relationships and partnerships and what your offer is and start yeah. small and get big as you wish. Yeah. 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 And it's a maturity curve that yeah. plays into that too, right? Because I think um, for both of you, it's how your companies evolve, how you evolve, um, and how you kind of figure things out as you go yes. along. And not all companies or entrepreneurial approaches think about that maturity curve. It isn't from here to here. It mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. It is a curve and mm-hmm. there is a growth that has to go along to get there. And if you're not willing to put in the work that helps you create that level, it it's not going to happen. Or it might be a you might be that one hit wonder, and you might come Amazon, out and, and do a widget. great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. and and do it. But then, like, is that really? going to sustain long-term, which is a big part of, you know, what we were talking about, even from a change yeah. perspective, it's about sustainability. So. I'm a big believer no, in like experimentation. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, okay. and I'm still a baby in comparison to WorldGate. I mean, I, I love your story of how you guys, you know, where you started and where you are today. And that's so encouraging Thank you. to me as Thank a you. baby entrepreneur. And I'm so excited <laughs> over the years, but, um, <laughs> you know, to kind of see how things progress, but I like the thought of experimentation and just sort of like, let's see how this thing goes. And if it doesn't, then we'll pivot and I'll reach out to people like you, Scott, to say, hey, what would you do in this situation? And, you know, people are supportive of each other, too. So. Yeah, I've been really lucky that it's been mentors and relationships and and I have worked my ass off to maintain those with high integrity. Mm -hmm. And then the chips fall where they may. And at some certain intersections, you have to recognize that. Um, you're forced into fate and destiny also. But we started as a consulting firm. We started as a real estate firm. I was a realtor selling houses under WorldGate in 2007, six, five. But in 2009, we got into industry and our first $15,000 contract has has grown exponentially. And I think, again, the secret sauce is aligning myself with those people Mm -hmm. who have, to Linda's point, I have stayed nimble, And I have stayed in line with the demands of my customers and I have chosen my customers. I didn't push my product. I love that. And I think that's what you're learning, Cindy, is that you're going to choose your customers and you're going to, you're going to evolve your product to be in the demand and need of, of uh, your client base because you've chosen your client base. Yeah, it's an I interesting totally twist. Agree. Yeah, awesome. it's an interesting twist. It is new, an interesting twist. Yeah, people. and it is. Um, well, and it just you know further emphasizes what we've been talking about. I'm curious too, um, as all of this kind of plays in, is in order to start your own business or to be successful in anything you do, you have to create good habits and goals. And I suspect too that that's an important component to to change, right, Cindy? It's like change that happens through establishing good habits and you have to have goals established around that. So talk a little bit about both personally and professionally, how you apply those approaches. You have to be fed and watered, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. I, 
I mean, I just think if, if you can have good habits, and I, I kind of think of them as systems too, to a certain degree, it just, you don't have to think about those things, right? So it kind of clears up some mental capacities some your energy, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a huge proponent, and I'm sure you guys are too, of James Clear's Atomic Habit. Um, you know, I, I just find that if I do one small thing and if it works again, experimentation, if that works, then great. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to do that. So, I mean, really simplistically, um, personally, I try to get up at the same time every day and whether I'm going to be on meetings or not, I get ready for the day. Cause if I'm not ready for the day mm-hmm. mentally, I'm not prepared for the day. So that's one yeah. of my personal habits. Um, when it comes to professional habits, I like to time block. Um, and I like to mm, also time one. block like time for a walk with the dog or because I was finding I was yeah. not doing that and I need to get my butt out of my chair <laughs> more frequently. Yes. Yeah. Um, so just different things like that. And I think, again, it just sort of clears up that space for then you to be able to focus on your goals, which is really what I want to think about, you know. Yeah. So how do you how do you no. capture your goals? Do you look at how do, you, how do you do goals, yeah. Cindy? Right now, uh, the way that I do it, and this is the perfect time of year, right? I take a look back and I'm reflective. Okay, what worked really well this year in 2023? What did not work really well? <laughs> what would I like to shift? And then I think <laughs> about 2024. But what I used to do was totally overwhelm myself with, oh, I should do this and that. And my whiteboard, I'm a big whiteboard person. I'm looking over because I have three whiteboards over there. And I would <laughs> write everything down and totally overwhelm myself. So I've decided to just try and make things a little more succinct. Um, Marie Forleo says, um, simplify to amplify. And I love that saying. And so um, I just try to kind of break it down then, okay, what are my primary goals for the year? Um, And then how do I break that down into quarters, into months, and even into weeks so that it feels bite-sized? Well, and that's really an important thing I learned in my career too. And early on, I had 10-year goals and I was going to rule the world. (laughs) And then I went, wait a minute, so many things have happened. I think there's a great strategy around smart goals. We've talked about that on this podcast a few times, but also the fact that the timeline doesn't need to be more than in my experience, two years, two year goal, anything past a two year goal. And you're, you're now pie in the sky. If you can, and you said this, Cindy, if you can chunk them down and make them achievable, attainable and keep them simple and, and within a certain time frame, that really works Mm -hmm. well for you. Is that what you're saying? It definitely does. And then I also, I am a dreamer. I'm an inventor. I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. Visionary. Right. Visionary. Okay. A visionary. I like that word even better. Yeah. Um, Yeah, My husband is a realist. Um, He's very discerning. (laughs) And so he and I will have conversations. We'll go for a walk and I'll say, okay, so I'm thinking about this. And he'll say, and that's great. And have you thought about this or this? And and it's great. So my son and I are more like, We'll bounce ideas off of each other. My husband is more like, all right, that sounds really great. And <laughs> so 
here's how it's not going to work. Right? Right? And, and, <laughs> yeah. But that feels like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got the, I've got a yeah. wife on the other side of the wall that does that to I was me gonna all say, day This is the kite in the string. <laughs> yes. um, honestly, it's yes. like, you know, we all need that person who keeps us grounded yeah. um, because we can't both be the kite. Um, we can't both be the string or we'd never get anything done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you've got to, you got to have both sides of the equation um, in order and to And you have successful. that in your relationship too, Linda. I mean, you do. Oh my gosh. Well, I was laughing when Cindy was talking about that because I just said to Jim the other day, because I'll just out of the blue, I'm like, let's just do that. And he's like, well, hello, manic Linda. Um, you know, and, and so he's like, let's just sit on that for a minute and make sure like that. Are we really trying to do that? But he has indulged me many times over the years with my crazy ideas about things that I am just so insistent are going to be a certain way. And then he's like, fine, I'll just show you. Um, it isn't going to work. And oh. he's put himself in some situations before uh, where it's like, oh yeah, I guess he could have, he probably could have hurt himself just proving to me like you're being an idiot. (laughs) But sometimes I need that because I'm very stubborn as well um, around that. And so, but I think it's so true. You've got to, got to have that balance um, because the three of us on this phone are the, um, the, on this phone, on this podcast, as you know, as we think about this is that we are visionaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like the big picture, yes. uh, pie in the sky, got to get all of that. And you need that person in your life who, who reminds you that it, it doesn't just happen that way. You know, you need all of those factors in order to get yeah. off the ground. Yeah. So. I yeah. appreciate his support yeah. though, no, because, you know, in yes. 2022, when I said, you know what, it's time. And my son had been saying, mom, yeah. do this thing, do this thing. Uh, same with my yeah. daughter. And then when I told my husband, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm on, I'm in for the ride. Yeah. Let's go. You know? Good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and what I love about your story too, Cindy is, and it ties back to why Scott and I are doing this is that um, you're not at the beginning of your career, you know, when you decided to yes. do this, um, this is something that you decided later on in your life that you were like, okay, it's a goal I have, and I, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do it. And, and you could have been in a place where you allowed fear and maybe lack of security to pull you back and not go forward. And so it also goes to show that it doesn't matter if you're, you know, 20 years old or 50 or 70, if you, if you want to do something, you can make it happen. You just have to, but there is a path that you have to follow and it all falls into what we've been talking about around, you know, yeah. goals and, and, um, habits and, um, and putting all of those things in place. What is that? So. You know, it's funny to, to your point about it, it is goals, it's habits, it's partnerships, it's relationships, it's communication, yeah. it's leadership, it's experience. What are the things I call these all leadership skills? And oftentimes they're called soft skills. And that makes me cringe Yes, because they're truly leadership skills. And it has such a different connotation when you use that word. What are, what are the things, Cindy, I'm going to ask you a hard one. This is the tough ball here. Here it comes. Uh (laughs) Curveball. You say the hard one to the end. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me what I missed. You're fresh out of the gate. What am I missing? in that that list of things that we call leadership skills that you're finding mm-hmm. maybe unexpectedly or maybe that you prepared for that maybe we haven't touched on yet. Yeah. What do you I mean one. you're right in it. I am right in it. What would you it. say to our young what would you say to our young leaders mm-hmm. that you check the box that we haven't mentioned yet today? I, you know the biggest thing I think is to be curious. There there's no way we can all know everything and don't be afraid to reach mm-hmm. out to other people. I have been so appreciative of 
the generosity of, of other people in reaching out to me. And when I reach out to them, even if they're in the same field, I just had a call on Friday with someone who also does change management, but her company is five years old where mine isn't even two yet, you know, we're almost there, but, and she was so generous with her advice to me. So I think, and one thing that I, and people who know me have heard me say this many, many times, and it's not my saying, but you have two ears and one mouth, use them accordingly. So listen twice as much as you talk and you're going to learn new things all the time. So I love that. Curiosity yeah. is such an important, and that that leads yeah. to continuous learning too, right? It's, yes. it's be open and available to what's headed your way. And so that's yeah. really like glad that. you brought that up because I think we've talked about the chapters of the book and the things that I call leadership skills incessantly. I really do want to move us to a place of pers- people like you's firsthand experience. What are we missing? Yeah. And so curiosity yeah. is really, yeah. that's really good. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. Appreciate the question. Well, and we were talking about this um, with Dina on our last episode, Scott, a little bit about when did it get so complicated, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Like these are not what everything that we talk about, everything you wrote about, um, everything anybody ever writes about it as it it, kind of links to this whole notion of self-help and and putting aside, it's all common sense. Um, It's like, there's nothing in there that you read and you're like, I don't think it's common sense. Let's be clear. This is not common sense. <laughs> I think Don't that is dare. totally. I know, I know. I hate to hate to diminish that no, brilliant no, um, writing. Kidding. No, but, but it is, it is true. But logic, yeah. Well, and it's how you applied it, right? right? right, right. So, so it's taking the common sense principles yeah. and actually applying mm-hmm. them, and then also layering all your personal experience and stories um, onto it. But where we and and the, hence the value of the books is because not everybody is willing to share that personal side of it that gives right. you the insight to see it wasn't easy. You didn't just get here to here um, overnight. And so, but I I think that we have complicated things so much and it is kind of bringing it back to basic principles. And so what I love about what you're saying is, is that's kind of our whole point in, in these conversations is that, you know, people only hear stories about the Bezos and the, you know, I don't even know all the names of these people who are mega millionaires that people pay attention to or celebrities or stars. That's who they're who they're drawn to. What they need to be drawn to is the ordinary people like ourselves who have been on a journey, who have had success in life, because that's that's the norm. We we're not the abnormal. Um, we're that's the mean. norm. We don't have a um, it's all of those other pieces that are really the abnormal. And I think that's why it's become so complicated because we're making it complicated in teaching our young people that you know, like get rich quick or everything is fast, 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 and it's all instant gratification and. That's just not true. That's just not real. Curiosity takes a minute. So I like that's a good correlation. Take a minute, be curious in relationship and see what emerges. You didn't bring a product to the field that the world wants that trajected you. You didn't create Uber, Facebook, Amazon. You didn't create the iPhone. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have wanted to. So I'm glad I took the journey I took. But for those who think that they have something more than employment to offer, what a great dialogue Mm -hmm. and an awareness to these leadership skills. And I love the curiosity one because that's so important. Such a good one. Yeah. I love that yeah. you, you I, yeah, shared that your personal really story too in your book, Scott, because to your point, Linda, I think it's not just a product. It's not just a service. It's about yeah. what was the story? How'd you get here? 
how'd you get here? Yes. How right. did you get right. here? Wait, yes, what? Exactly. I didn't hear that. What? <laughs> Somebody should and write a book. Shameless. All right. Shameless. That wasn't even intentional. So that's how good it is. Scott is just not a yeah. Check out www.howdidyougethere.com. No, I'm kidding. But I do think, you know, then it encourages you, right? It's like, oh gosh, right. you know, yeah. it wasn't an easy journey that Scott went through. It wasn't an easy journey Linda or Cindy yes. went through, but Look at how far they came, but they had to put in the work. They had to pivot. They had to not, they had to be humble, be curious, you know, build those relationships, all the things. Wonderful. God, Cindy, this is great. I love this. (laughs) Yes. See, what a great way to end our season this this year, honestly. Um, Scott, I totally agree. Well, And we do like to end the show with three questions. So here's the hard ones. Um, (laughs) Um, What is a common myth about your job um, or field of expertise that people have? Yeah, I I love that question. Um, One of the things that I've been thinking about, and I've talked to other um, relationships, other people who are doing change management as well is, I think it's a myth to believe that you can come out of a certification in change management and hit the ground running. Um, I think the certifications are really valuable. It opens up the door, but then you have to walk through that door and you've got to put in the hours, put in the work, um, hopefully find someone to mentor you, um, find someone to, you know, um, consult with you and just really kind of go on that journey. It takes a lot more than just the certification to, to, I love that. Do the Good work. to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very That's thematic too, to our hour together today. So yeah. really, yeah. It's no, important. it is. Yep. I like that one. My, our, our next one is, um, what is the most important lesson you've learned so far over your career? Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned through the school. Oh, you, um, you know, the, the biggest thing for yeah. me is I'm a perfectionist and um, I have had to work really hard to stop that, uh, to, you know, keep, be mindful of that. And someone said to me one day, Cindy, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. And we've all heard that too. And I really had to think yeah. about that. And that's where the whole experimentation and just put yourself out there and try it you yeah. got to maybe sometimes build the plane while you're flying it and yes. just trust yeah. that you've got um support particularly from family from friends and and from other people that if you burn and crash it's going to be okay and i've burned and <laughs> mm-hmm. crashed yep. before and it was okay mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah I, I just i cannot be a perfectionist like it's it's not going to serve oh, that's me good. that's a good one yeah. No, that's true. That's a good one. Well, and our last one for you is what's one lesson your job or your career or life has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life? Um, I, I guess I'll just go back to two, two things that I kind of keep top of mind, and that is the two ears and one mouth. So you know, ask yeah. more questions I do like that. Um, and be curious because Gosh, I've met some of the coolest people just being curious and asking and them being very open um, about answering, you know, my questions and sharing their story. So and be willing to share your yeah. story, too. It, it's, you know, Cindy, like we, we've too. done what, 24 episodes, Linda, maybe, maybe even more. 
And more than that. Yeah, yeah, more than that. And I would say, Cindy, congratulations, because you've really put together a theme that hadn't been touched on in any of them oh. about the yeah. two ears, one yeah. mouth and be curious. And it's such I like it. It's such a third leg to a barstool of what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, awesome. So thank you for highlighting that today. That was thank you. really important lessons for our young guys. Yeah. And our budding entrepreneurs. I think so, too. Yeah. And a good way to uh, end the year and launch the new year oh. um, is taking some amazing advice and being able to kind of pull that in and apply it um, to as you're planning, you know, as people are out there thinking about planning their goals um, and, and to that whole just realism of it. Don't don't set silly goals that you're not going to achieve. Um, really kind of be mindful about those goals and and set them. So it is just one day at a time, then two days at a time. You know, it's yeah. like you it's it starts small. And then it turns into something that you want it to. Yeah, so totally. oh, this is great. Well, I am so happy that you joined us, Scott. You know, I always love spending time with you, um, Cindy. It's so wonderful to have been able to reconnect with you and for you to be here with us. Um, I look Thank forward you. to continue to watch your journey. Yeah, will um, you come back and visit us, Delta Cindy? Maybe we yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'd love this to have you come back. This has been so much fun. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Oh, thank well, you. we've really enjoyed it as really well. Appreciate and it. thank you to all of our listeners too. Um, you know, we're Scott and I are very excited about next year yeah. and we're we're doing our planning and thinking about what's next I'm and so where curious. do we take uh, take <laughs> this, this story. Go. I know I'm very curious. <laughs> I love it. What a great thing for Cindy to leave us with, right? <laughs> right. I mean, we need to totally. be curious and thinking about uh, that as well. So so I, I am really glad. And Scott, thank you for going on this journey um, you, with Linda. me. Yeah, because I think, year. you know, how fun it's been to uh to do this so well you know but you, we you, wish everybody what, what were you gonna I was say gonna just compliment the fact that you really we've been through the iterations of the guests ourselves and yeah. just developing the show and our careers and it's been such a nice yeah. authentic true experience that i hope our listeners yeah. can really listen and dive into these episodes because there's it's, yeah. it's one fascinating takeaway for me on all of it is we're all saying the same thing we just have different anecdotes yeah. to get there and it's, yep, it's a no. really nice thing to have unpacked. I feel a little bit like we're the Brene Brown sub team because we're doing our research on what we're talking about yeah. and it's actually yeah. true. And so yes, thank you yeah, for encouraging no, I agree. me to do all this with you because I know I went kind of yes. kicking and screaming at the beginning going, I don't want to see myself. <laughs> you did. Here. That's right. That's but, uh, right. You know. Well, Sydney knows when I see something, I'm pretty tenacious about believing that it can be done. I appreciate so, uh, that. I, so appreciate. I think that, yeah. And, and, I, and I will too. And I'll thank you. And I'm humbled by what we've been through. And I'm looking forward to what we can do next year. Me even too. I'm very excited. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you thanks, so Cindy. much. We really appreciate it all. And we hope all of our audience um, has as a happy holiday um, and enjoy that time with your families and be mindful and um, take a little self-care. Um, so yes. Take some of those lessons yes. along the way. But well, thank see you, you both. Year. And um, thanks everyone. We'll see you next thank year. You. Looking forward. An Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misagatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misagatis. Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here?, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes.